If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, guys, hello and welcome. This is Vanessa. And this is Asabi. Or is it Asabi and Ness? I think it's Asabi oh, When and are we ever going to get that I don't right? know. We always do this. But what are we? <laughs> we are wine and, and sympathy. sympathy. I like it how we do that. We get that right. It's a bit cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit cute. So, Vanessa, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Asabi, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to break, oh, hold on. Let me be real. Okay, you ready break for it? Break it down. Totes. Um, I've not been good. I, I, I found out this week that my day job will not have me back. Um, I do not have a, a job. I mean, obviously I have a job being Vanessa yeah. every single day. Of which course. Is That's an amazing job. Um, uh, but uh, I don't have a job that I can go to and earn amounts of money in which I can pay the rent. And the job that, as you know, um, the job that I was working at was – it was a build. So I was working from the, the ground up and I was doing stuff that I was really in love with, which was health and wellness and cosmetics. And I was very into it. Um, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to COVID-19, I was pretty much let go, like on the 25th of March. And now uh, 100% let go, like 100%. Sure. Stood completely stood down not even just by a text message oh that's harsh seriously can i say they're a bunch of i can't uh, no <laughs> tr- let's, let's, trunks trunks they're a bunch they're of trunks. trunks yep yep i'm um i'm really hurt i'm really sad and that's i next don't level think wrongness. i don't actually don't think i'm the only one out there no i think it's happening to a lot of people yeah a lot so, of people are in the same know, boat peace out everybody mm. we got this yeah oh i i feel you i've had I've actually been very busy, so I know I've hardly seen you. <laughs> what have you been doing? What as have some you been people know, I do have a casual job. I took on a casual job last year, just in case, just in case. And you know, I was looking over, so I'm that anal person that keeps everything in a spreadsheet. Don't talk about anal. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, so I started this job on Halloween, October 31st, and as of yesterday, I have only worked 21 days. At that job. <laughs> Holy moly. And the majority of them have been in the last two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's I've, hectic. It's very hectic. So even I've, though the world was shut down, road work will still continue. It'll still continue. And I've been classified as an essential worker and I've been working ten hour days, ten and a half hour days for yeah, the last I've worked six days straight. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry, I miss okay. you. <laughs> love you. Love you dearly. Miss you, love you. Yeah. Anyway, so otherwise I've, I'm shit. You're good. Maybe well, on. Yeah, but you have some news. I do. I have. Do I actually have a new job. You do. I do. You do. I'm very proud of you. I've been every morning instead of Facebook or Twittering or Instagramming. I've actually been um, indeeding, Jora and seeking, as if that's such a thing. And very my well too. Twenty applications per day have worked, and I've now got a new job. That's not. You know, fuck it up. Excuse me. By the way, I swear. Um, <laughs> what we're going to do is let's not fuck it up. And uh, hopefully I have a job. 
because I've I've found out from ISO. This is one thing we need to ask people. Yes. I'm not okay with staying at home. I'm I'm, I'm not, not a, I'm not a bored person. I'm no. not this person. Yep. I want to eat everything. <laughs> I want to watch everything and I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> I'm that person Therefore, that doesn't want to get out of bed. Give me a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to be busy. I'm the same. And and I think that's why we started this podcast. It was a way to sort of keep us sane. Um, a great way yeah. to check in on each other, even though we check in on each other every day. But Sometimes. I didn't see you for like three well, okay. days. Okay, sorry. I know. <laughs> you didn't see me for like four days. <laughs> but, but we've got a few more people that we have to discuss. That's right. Way. It's not just about us. It, it should be, but it's not. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break. Who have we got today? We're going to take a short break. Oh. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back. With our special guest. Oh, my guest. God. I know our special guest, guys. This yes. is actually really freaking cool. He's very Somebody, cool. He is very cool. Come on back in just a sec. In just a sec. Hey, Vanessa, guess what? What? Well, I heard from a little birdie that we are being sponsored by Naked Wines Australia. Okay, I've got two things to say about that. First of all, yay, I love wine. Second of <laughs> all, you talk to birds? I do talk to birds. It's weird. I'm like Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Wines gives you direct access to over 55 of Australia and New Zealand's best winemakers. They believe in connecting wine drinkers directly to these award-winning winemakers because it's better for everyone. Talented, independent winemakers get the support and funding they need to make the best wine they've ever made. The wine drinkers who support them get exclusive access to those wines at discounted prices. Their mission is to change the way the whole wine industry works for the benefit of both wine drinkers and winemakers. Anyone can order from Naked's almost all-Australian online range, but the best value kicks in when you sign up to be an angel. Members who top up their account with $40 a month to create a stash to spend on wine when they feel like it. The top-up helps fund the winemakers who work with Naked, and in return, angels get to buy as much at lower prices. Do you want to check them out? Use the code SYMPATHY and the password PODCAST. Or go to nakedwines.com.au slash sympathy for a $100 voucher to use anywhere on their site. You're welcome. And we're back. That was quick. <laughs> Sell me. <laughs> Give me your intro, baby. All right. So our special guest today is a dear friend of ours. <laughs> can you get the name? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I can. His name is Bernard Mina. Mina. Nice. Mina. 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 And he is a medical professional. So I think this is the second medical professional that we've talked third. with. Third, you're right. Third the medical third medical th- professional. This is different, though, because this guy, not only does he do what he says, he also produces what he says. Yes. Right? Yes. He, he, so he's not just a medical professional. He's an artist as well. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a producer. Uh, he had a pilot his pilot premiered in December at the Elizabeth Street Theatre. 2019, yeah. 2019, yes. So we are here to talk with Bernard Mina. Gosh, I can't say it. And I, Bernard, I apologize. For Do you know why? Because Americans in. and Australians speak weirdly. I was fully like Bernard, <laughs> but I was like, Mina. And she's like, no, it's Mina. So, and, and then she's like, what were you saying, Bernard? I, I, I was saying... Bernard. Bernard. She was Bernard. saying Bernard. Bernard. And Bernard. I'm like, it's Bernard! Because I'm like no, English. Um, well, I was like saying it... Um, it's like saying the word mean and then it's adding the A uh, at the Mina. end of it. So. It's almost like, so, so I grew up speaking Japanese and it's similar. Oh, wow. Yeah. There so it's well, Mina. 
Mina. Because usually the, the Japanese in the eye is like in e, right? So yeah, like it's a very short, like sort of yeah, it's, yeah, it's short, yeah, short, yeah. E, e. e, yeah. <laughs> That's all. Right. I did not know that. Well, hi, Bernard. Bernard. Hi. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank I'm going to misspeak. Guys, that was just like an incredible intro. I just want to say that. I'm like, <laughs> this is this is exciting, and I'm like. I have water and you guys have wine. So. We do have wine. I know. It's called Wine and Sympathy. I actually, <clears throat> audience, by the way, I actually precursor these interviews and I say, do you have a drink? And they're like, oh, I'm kind of on a cleanse. Oh, um, I'm having a glass of tea. I'm like, well, for fuck's sake, people, have a wine. It's called <laughs> Wine and Sympathy for a reason. <laughs> and it's not like we just called you this afternoon and be like, hey, Bernard, just Come Where talk on our true? podcast. You know what? I'm actually going to forgive you because you may be drinking you know. water right now. But what were you partaking in yesterday? Mm. Um, well, actually, for the last couple of days, I've been on days off from work, and I've um, I haven't forgotten about my show indefinitely. But uh-huh. I just needed to take a break from it, from it. So you've been sucking um, down some rum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yesterday was rum. The Good two boy. nights before that were vodka. Lovely. Um, Do you know what? It's well the most done. interesting thing when you have a writer's block and you have a small sort of confidence boost. Oh, that, <laughs> writer's block's at, okay. At we're currently going through a pandemic. It's okay. Mm. That's, I would think you would have a lot of material right now. Oh, I look to be – like, I've – you know, having written my show now for some time, which I this felt show like is called, let's make... just do a little shout out. Practice patience. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> um, it's great. It's a great show. Like I, I tell myself that all the time. <laughs> um, I um, look. I've I've wanted to now that I think I've written it. I've done the pilot because I, I think only people have seen the pilot. I now have an extra level or an extra layer if I were to introduce something like this now right. to make it a lot more current. Sure. So sure. I um, I haven't touched anything just yet. I, I haven't really kind of thought that way through. But it's either that or I'm going to use it in a season two or a season three sort yeah. of um, idea. You know what? I'm I'm a medical drama aficionado, if, it, if that's the word or whatever the word is. <laughs> Sabi will tell me. Um, You're right. Perfect. Uh, ER was my favourite show from oh, the very get-go and how yeah. they created the, the the thought or their breath or their storyline continuing for the next 12 episodes was to put one little random case in. Episode two for practice patients. You could have somebody come up with what they're now calling COVID toes, which is the whole um, – you know, the whole weepy, red, warty thing happening on toes, which, by the way, is actually not COVID-related. But it could be there in your script just to create a little bit of, I don't know, excitement, interest. Mm, and drama. Even can kind of lead it to some kind of level of, like, you know, foreshadowing for, like, more stuff to develop. Yeah. Exactly. You have the same person I mean, again. And go, oh my gosh, it's become progressively worse. Exactly. Mm. So, a uh, quick question. Yes. What made you want to write Practice Patients? Um, so it was a very interesting time in my life. Um, so, I, I guess, in short, I joined the Brisbane industry as an actor in 2013. 
slowly after that, I decided to go to acting school. And <clears throat> I'd already been working as a nurse for a few years before that. And I'd gotten to, I got into a point where I was no longer happy. Mm. And I think because there was such a cultural change in the healthcare system itself, I was like, this is not what I was hoping to, to get into. Like when things kind of changed, my passions started to go somewhere else. So before becoming a nurse, I was already kind of, I'd done a lot of uh, performing arts in primary school and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to keep my parents happy, they said that I couldn't do it just yet. So <laughs> I... Parents. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, parents. Well, <laughs> look, to be honest, I, I love them for making me take the path that I did because I don't think without them, I probably would have gone to where I'm at now. Sure, So sure. Um, thankful for both, um, and in no way regret it. Um, but so in staying, so because things started to change for me, I was like, oh, I need to find another way of being happy. Mm. And I felt coming back to the arts made sense to me now that I'd already been working and I just needed something else extra for my, I guess, for my own mental health. Sure. And then as soon as I started going to acting school, understanding, you know, breaking down the, like, scripts and all of those sorts of things, you know, looking at the ways of how you break it down, um, I was like, I think I could probably give this a go. And I thought, you know, when you have ideas and where there's conflict, you can kind of bring those things together. And because mm-hmm. I had already had, like, the the knowledge, at least I could make it make things as clinically accurate as best as I could. Sure. Yes, exactly. Um, that's, 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 what, that's, what, that's like my big thing with like medical doctors is like, same. Mm, I wish a little bit more clinically accurate. Mm. So, so touching, um, touching on that, I have a question for you. Do you yeah. have a favorite medical drama that's on TV or has been on TV? I really liked Nurse Jackie. Nurse Why? Because she was, was addicted really to weird. opiates? Yeah, yeah, she abuses opiates. <laughs> um, because, to be honest, like, um, it's something that's not very far from the truth. Shit. Um, really? It has. Oh, like, look, people, like, in healthcare can be quite opportunistic, and people have, you know, I think healthcare workers in general, whether whatever stream that you're working in, there is a high level of uh, stress. Mm. Um, and you know, like, you know, nurses also encounter things like, um, lower back issues and all those sorts of things. So they're on their feet a lot, aren't they? Not only, I guess there are people who doctors shop around, but also, um, who, um, have this addiction to opiate drugs as well, um, to help cope. It's, it's not, not, it's something that's not too far from the norm. I'm not, I, I mean, I personally haven't had that kind of, I've only heard stories, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, Back in my yeah. history, being an, uh, a nurse assistant and working at hospitals in the past and my life before I came to Brisbane, I definitely have stories. My favourite shows were Nip Tuck and ER. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Amazing. 
Uh, but I remember many, many years ago working at a hospital in <laughs> Sydney. There you go, broad. Um, <laughs> went to a party and there were predominantly um, uh, Medicare workers and also, uh, you know, emergency workers and ambulance workers. So we were walking yeah. around with drips in our arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! And we were drinking mm-hmm. and, you know, carrying on. Yep. But with drips mm-hmm. because that's we have how to you work stay. tomorrow. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, <laughs> Even though we can be wasted, we we needed to also maintain. Sure. <laughs> That's crazy. That, my name is Bob. <laughs> Bob <functioning>. Smith. <laughs> Bob Smith. And, and who is your doctor? Mr. Bob. Uh, Daniel Mrs. Smith. Dan- <laughs> Daniel Brown. There you Dan go. Bra- Dan Brown. We also read a book. Mm. What? Sorry. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> As as you guys give away all your secrets. I, on the other hand, have never worked in the medical professional, but I did spend years in hospitals growing up because I was a very asthmatic, sick child. Huh? Yeah, asthmatic. I had underdeveloped lungs. Oh, baby. The whole thing. Oh, wow. So, And yet she's um, the most amazing singer now, well, which is just a testament <laughs> to the fact that she's a fighter. So yeah, forced breathing exercises. That's <laughs> what that was for years. I don't actually remember all of the time, like, you know, because I was mostly passed out for the majority of the time that I was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've seen that. And just, (laughs) just being treated, you know, like I would, they'd wake me up to, to do treatments in the middle of the night where they're, you know, using Uh percussive stuff on your back to break up the fluid buildup in your lungs. That can never be fun. Oh, it was terrible. So I don't have any good memories of being in the hospital. I don't like so going to the it, hospital. It's, it's those things where it's it's quite contradictory. It's like you you need the help, but mm. the place isn't so fantastic. Yep. But I think it's one of those things as well where it's like it's like the doctors and the nurses that tend to make or break a hospital stay. Sure. Um, I, I've come to learn that over the many years. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm telling, saying that I'm now sounding old. <laughs> I know. Um, You're so old, dude. Fun. I promise you, I promise you, I'm still young. <laughs> you look <laughs> young. I We've seen you. This <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely come to know that in terms of healthcare professionals, you know, uh, whether it's a doctor or, or the nurses, they do tend to make or break hospital stay for anybody. But sure. they actually um, also the best people in the world. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh. Right, and you know that they're oh. they're looking out for you. They're they're trying to make you healthy. Oh, I have so many good stories. Oh yeah, combating my it's... incredibly funny stories. I have good stories. So we can talk about that at another time. Question for you: <laughs> What are you going to do yes. when ISO ends? What's the first thing off your list that you're going to do when ISO ends? And obviously, wow. you're you're a medical worker, so you you don't have the same ISO rules as us, but. Queensland at the moment, as of this weekend, we can reduce our uh, what is it? Baby? I know, right? We can travel, travel, we travel. Can travel fifty kilometers. Woo! <laughs> We're really moving now. Uh, we can have ten people yeah, in our home. I, Funerals are now extended. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Oh, that's scary. So, what? What's your first thing? Well, for me, the first thing I like. Well, they say it's like you can now like go hang out with like one friend and i had this interesting talk today with another healthcare professional they're like oh yeah i'm probably just gonna catch up with a friend but still keep my 1.5 meter distance Mm -hmm. um and do like a picnic and we'll just like you know we'll be on the opposite sides of the map (laughs) 
and have a drink. So there funny. Australia is 1.5. New Zealand is 2 metres. America is 1.8. Why mm. do you think Australia was 1.5? What, our spit's better than everybody else's? What? Dexterity hasn't been that bad, and I think we should be so lucky. True. I And I'm pretty dicks to that belief that, that the level of unfortunateness that it kind of started with, like, you know, the... The, the the boat cruises, you know, mm. coming yeah. to Sydney and all those sorts of things, which I found, like, it's sort of an unfortunate kind of position to put a lot of people in, um, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Sure. And you can only really kind of move forward from that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I think we're, we're just really lucky in terms of that there's a level of trust between, I think, Australians as a community that I think we have a level of honesty that, you know, we would never put the people that we care about at risk. Um, I know, it's because we're such amazing people. Yeah, I, I believe that. So. I think that's good. I don't know if I interu- interrupted you or not. Did I Did I ask, did we finish the question? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Uh, I, sorry, oh, I yeah, think yeah. I interrupted you. Yeah, um, well, um, now that I can kind of, I wrapped up some more casting sort of stuff for episode two, um, which I can now kind of send out like the casting finished today. Brilliant. So I'm going to send out all the stuff I've shortlisted um, for self-tapes um, and then um, do some self-tapes and then um, we'll be probably location scouting to do a live workshop. Um, so... Yeah, and then trying to do some more pre-production location idea sort of stuff because things have kind of changed a little bit since then. So but work, work, and more work. Be... Yeah, right. more work. On that note, <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break and Asabi's going to mm-hmm. come back with some really important questions about practice and oh. patience. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at thatsnotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. And we're back. And we're, we've got Bernard Mina. Nice one. Oh, yes. I got his name right. That's so good. She's got it, babe. She's oh. got it. <laughs> Bernard Mina, actor, producer, writer, nurse. Front line. Front line worker. Front yes. Line. So we've, we've been talking to you about Practice Patience, which is your TV show that you're developing um, mm-hmm. I want you to tell us a little bit more, like what, what's the format going to be? What are you hoping to achieve with the show? What kind of look do you want for the show? I'll preface to say that, um, like I, I had really high hopes in terms of a platform for it. So I, even though I was like writing it at the time, an opportunity came up, which was about two years ago mm-hmm. or two and a bit years ago where Screen Queensland and Stan were doing an initiative for con- um, the show itself as a series for the 10 episodes that I'd already written were only for about half an hour. Sure. 
which I felt like I was like I thought it was a good like amount of I guess to expose that level of content because I find sometimes as medical dramas that tend to go for an hour can kind of tend to stagger a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but feel that. In in like it, it, there's a lot of time in between where you find a a, re- a lot of resolution. Sure. Um, but as an incentive, it gave way to help have your main characters, um, you know, develop a lot more um, in-depth character. You could add more layers to them to make them more interesting, so that each time there was an always an opportunity to grow, and you could learn to appreciate the, the characters' journeys as the show went on. Sure. As a look, gosh, um, I reckon it looks great. <laughs> as it, as it of course. But seriously, <laughs> did, do you see it as a a six part series, a a twelve part docu series, a twelve part oh. series that's going to go for seventeen episodes, seventeen well, series um, slash episodes? I, don't I mean, know. what do you see it as? I've written ten episodes at about fifty or so minutes each. Okay. As a first season, yeah. So epic. Um, when we screened the pilot last year, which reminds me, I'm guessing you ladies were going to come. Yeah, I was going to come, but I was a flight attendant at the time, yeah. and I got uh, stuck out in buttfuck nowhere, and I was desperate because, because was this is my dream. Medical butt- drama is my dream, and Asabi was my date. And it was also the day before our Blackwater screening. The day before our Blackwater screening, which we were organizing. That's so right. we were so. both in a bit of a tizzy exactly. and we were in each other's pockets. <laughs> and I'm so sorry I couldn't make I think I sent you a Facebook and I think I apologize profusely. And I'm so sorry for being a dick. I will privately link you guys once we're all finished and you guys can view the pilot. Oh, my God, I would love that. Thank um, you. Special because I mean you guys did pay to come and you know Dick, I, it's the least it. that I could do. Oh, thank you. I got stuck um, in bloody Gladstone. I think I think if, I got back at eight o'clock that yeah, night. Yeah, you, you, guys you were, did came back, come back pretty late. Started at six thirty, and I was like, yeah. well, uh, it was it was an interesting night because the day, like you know, me trying to be brave, I figured I've already encountered enough uh, obstacles trying to get this done. Right. And being Friday the 13th, I'm like, what could go wrong? Of course, like a house. Everything. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I also worked in aviation, so, yeah, everything happened happened wrong. Mm -hmm. I felt uh, like, you know, at the time I felt brave, and I'm like, if anything happens today, I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, fuck it. So... It's all good. Oh my god, you're so cute whenever I swear. I will try not to swear. <laughs> Obviously you don't swear. Oh, you know, I I thought I I wasn't too sure how I could let words fly because I've been swearing all shit. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. We are we're not those kind of ladies. We're not soft. Asabi <laughs> is a little bit more of a lady than me. Oh well. But that's only but it's not to do with her age, it's to do with the fact that she's uh, from America. I'm and older than she is too. Well they're exactly the same age. She she's like, Don't you be cussing around me. I'm like, What the hell is cussing? I can, is I can let what, some huh? language fly. She said poo twice this <laughs> I don't think I said it at all today. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyways, I like it was people came in late, 
people mm, were like it would have been one of my co-stars she had just arrived to come watch and she just had a baby as well oh wow and oh, she's amazing then before like midway through like just a quarter into the screening she had to go because her like baby was just un- like out of control yeah fair enough like, <laughs> did she bring the baby, baby? Probably oh, out the, the corner. Yeah, she did. She's she's a very strong woman, and I give a lot of credit to her for being a single mum. But I think she gets a lot of help, um, right? As well. But thank God. Um, my uh, my editor, he was planned to come, and as he was leaving from the Gold Coast, got into a car accident. I was like, <gasps> oh my God! Wow. And, um, it's almost like we... it was the world telling you, stop. 2020 is going to suck, by the way. So you need to pull your head in. Well, but exactly right. I, I guess the thing is, you you had you finished you finished something, and this was exactly. just the night that it was going to premiere. So all of these things happening had no real bearing on the project Everybody itself. Everybody had the intention to be there, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. Yeah, and look, exactly to be honest, like it was the one thing that I wanted to achieve all of last year. Sure. Well done. I, you actually achieved it because it was epic. Like as much as I kind of like put the pedal on my team and I was like, yeah, it's stressful for all of us. But, you know, we, we started together and I think we can do it together regardless of the pressure. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, everyone really did their part in terms of like post production and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, shout out to like the production team, uh, Spiderland Productions, who really helped made things as cohesive as they did. And you know, I think post production is always one of those things that can always oh, be the most challenging. It's a favorite part, other than pre. Other than pre-production. Yeah, of course. That's right. It's always Uh-oh. like you finish 95% and then it's that last 5% that just takes forever <laughs> to get finished. Forever, <laughs> forever, 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 forever. <laughs> um, I mean, we definitely like had, had some challenging moments in terms of post-production, but we, we got there and we, and we made it work to the best of what we could do. Hey, but people uh, can watch some some clips and stuff. Is there a Facebook page for practice patience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah most definitely is. Now that you remind me, I don't think I've actually uploaded the trailer to I the Facebook think you should. Page, but I've uploaded it to the YouTube page. But we could check out Bernard Mina anyway at the same time. Hey, look, I think Asabi's got something to say. We're just going to take a yeah. short break <laughs> and then we'll come back. And we've got, we've got one final question and then we do want uh-huh. to hear about the social media links. So let's, yeah. take, a, let's take a short break. What happens when you put three of Brisbane's most talented musicians together to create a playlist? You get the new podcast, Shuffology. Join your three favorite Shuffologists on a journey through time, space, Shuffology, and playlist creation. Every Sunday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere where a podcast is available. Playlists are available on Spotify after the show. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Hey, and we're back. It is Ness and... Asabi. Oh, shit. It's Asabi and Ness. Whatever. Oh, why are we... When are we never going to... Huh? I don't know that we'll anyway, ever get it right. Maybe it's the wine. Maybe it's the sympathy. Maybe, maybe it's, it's everything. Maybe it's this. It's just uh, Bernard Mina, one of the most amazing uh, talents yes, to come yes. out of Queensland. Yes. Slash Brisbane. Mm. Uh, not Australia. Only, Australia. Not only has he created his own... Uh, 
television show mm. or yeah, it's a, a television pilot, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. But you know yeah. what I love about it? I love the fact that you have from the beginning said that it is a multicultural, multi-spanned <laughs> on. You don't want it to be. And I don't, oh, I don't know how to come across without sounding like an a hole. But you don't want it just to be predominantly, predominantly. Thank you. You're welcome. White people. It's, yeah. it's got to yeah. be people who really. are exactly the people that we meet when we're walking down the street. Mm. And Australia <clears throat> is the biggest melting pot. And practice patient has patience has no one who looks the same. That's right. I think yeah. that's that makes it exactly interesting. Right. And. Um, I realized that I wanted to do that because I think I was of, I think not necessarily, I don't want to say bitter about not being able to get roles because I all are based. a particular, you know, uh, particular look mm. um, or anyway, but I'm like, you know, we have, we are a diverse culture and we should use um, everything to our ability because, I mean, you can't really rule out one specific group of people and not be able to find someone who isn't talented. Like, to be able to create an opportunity is a really big thing because, you know, I think I think for me as well, I wanted to see if I could actually play a lead character, which... You can... Um, in in all in all due respect to like my production team, they said, "Oh, look, the director was like, just because you wrote it doesn't mean you can be you it. can mm, sure. take the role." Yeah, that's right. And I, I was like, and I and I felt like at the same time, I was like, I'm very of that same idea. And at the same time, I was like, can I actually do this? This mm. is something that is my very first time. I'm like thinking to myself, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. But then I, you know, you learn as you go and you learn to, I guess, time manage really well. And I think nursing has taught me that as well. Sure. <laughs> I'm really time efficient in that regard. But, you know, when you see certain castings and they're looking for very something that's very specific, mm-hmm. it leaves you quite sheltered and it doesn't create an opportunity or a level of like hope to say that people want to see other people who look like them yes. on a platform yes. and they can, regardless of whether they think it's possible or not, is aside the point. Exactly. It's being able to see that they know that as a culture, as Australian culture is, is that we are diverse and we can, we can do this. Well done. I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. And you know, um, and, I, and I think that's also why I decided, like, in terms of my casting and all that sort of stuff, like moving forward, I've not specified anything particular because you know there is there is a market that should be that should be able to create an opportunity where people can express themselves, and if there is talent there, like, you know, that's that's something to be respected. So, well, we we as actresses, thank you yep. very much for that. As completely different actresses, mm. we're both in our forties. Mm. Uh, I'm a little redhead uh, ginger, <laughs> cute, very cute, sunburnt skin. <laughs> Asabi is. I'm cocoa colored. Let's not hide it. <laughs> um, 
we both have different voices. Mm. We different both looks. have different looks and skill sets to bring with it. But mm. what we both have is absolute love and passion for the Queensland, even specifically the Brisbane arts. And mm. we're so proud of you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think I've had a lot of acknowledgement for that as well. Mm. Um, that people are like, oh, you know, this is so good because when they see certain levels of casting, they're like, oh, they've got to be like six foot tall or like sure. blonde yeah. hair and blue eyes. And, I, and I'm like, oh, well, what about everyone else? What about the 4.2 people? Like that? <laughs> you know, what if that person that might have that look isn't like, I guess, the level of talent or, you know, whatever, how people decide to get cast through chemistry or whatever that all looks like for anybody, mm. I think you should just be able to give that person a try. And if, you know, I don't think you'll always know what an end product is going to look like aside from what you cast. Sure. That's I guess a... whoever decides. Yeah. Um, no. And, and it, it is one of those things where, like, you know, chemistry is a very, very big thing if if things are going to work on screen or not. And that's why I think my team, the production team, were like, we're very, very big on chemistry mm-hmm. from the get-go. And we made it so that we could just, if we when we find the right people, regardless of what they look like, if we get it to work, people will enjoy it. And it doesn't shut out any particular demographic. It makes, it really shows what a culture is about. I agree with you there. And I think, I think that's what draws people in is when you can make everyone feel welcome to the table. So again, I say thank you for for what you're doing. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, So I want to ask you one last question. (laughs) Um, Just before we say goodbye. Just before we say goodbye. What (laughs) is your favorite quote? The one that you've used to like drop the mic on your way out of a, of a ballroom wearing like a fabulous outfit and swishing it as you go and going, I'm out. Or one that you've used. <laughs> when you've, quote, I, I know, wow. right? I know, I'm giving you time to think. One that you've used mm-hmm. when you've um, looked at one of your family members and they've once again done one of those things that they do. What is your favourite quote that you that go you, to? That you go to, your yeah. go-to quote. Kind of like as in like if it was like, sort of a like a banter type of thing sure or, or it could just... be it could be anything like if it's from poetry from, yeah something that uh-huh. speaks to you you know like, like... An affirmation or yeah yeah like for yeah yeah gosh <laughs> it's a hard one no no like i mean I, like usually i say um i, I think industry wise for me it's it's more amazing to look equal rather than appearing equal if that makes sense so um i think when i mean by that is as an industry whereas when i think the whole like culturally diverse approach to things is that everyone is considered the same regardless of race demographic you know background all that sort of stuff sure be awesome in making sure that you're always looking equal rather than appearing equal. Right. Okay, actually, uh, I, I do get that. Be awesome in you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, right, okay, and I get that. One, one other thing, I get better wise I was like, is uh, 
I didn't make you feel that way. You chose to feel that way. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That is. It's also a male thing, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm yep. gonna pop it. I I, I hear you. Fenar, <laughs> thank you so that, much for being a part good. of us today. Wine and sympathy. This is our podcast. And how can we find you? Oh well, wow. so the Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash um, practice patients series. I'm gonna, you know, I've been like so intrigued with you guys. I was like, oh, they've got this really cool podcast, and then like not long after that, they're like, Asabi, when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, this is pretty exciting. This is this has kind of been like my third interview coming in. <gasps> Three is my favorite year. number. No, fourth. <gasps> I'm sorry. <gasps> Oh, okay. you ruined it. Well, we're really no, happy I'm, to I'm have you. And, you know, like I said, we, we <laughs> just want to reach out to people in Brisbane who are doing amazing things. And, of course, oh, we think what you're doing you is amazing. Much. Yeah, we're really, we're really stoked. And, you know, we've both reached out to you previously and also on this podcast. And during this COVID-19 time, outside of the fact that you are a bit of a creative genius, I also want to say personally, thank you so much. Thank you for going to work. Thank you for putting on your scrubs. Thank you for mm-hmm. protecting us. And thank you for making it better for all of us here in Brisbane. Mm. Uh, I, I, do my, I do the best that I can. So, you know, in general, I have a lot of care factor for people, just in general. Sure. Um, I think that's always been ingrained in me for a very, very long time. And, you know... In terms of how I get to still continue to do that through art is an added bonus to how I guess my life, my work life and my creative life have complemented each other and has just worked out really, really well. So in terms of regardless of my parents, I've I don't have any regrets whatsoever. So Oh. I'm enjoying life. <laughs> well, thank the, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bernard. Again, we really appreciate you talking with us. Of course. Please stay safe it. out there. <laughs> Look after Always. yourself. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens after Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hopefully, we won't have like a spike of cases. But oh um, my gosh, I hope not too. Yeah, <laughs> but again, thank you so much for being our guest today and for talking with us. Uh, we really well, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Asami. Thanks, Vanessa. I really enjoyed talking to you guys a lot. So, um, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Sally. All right. We'll talk again soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 